Anxious world, what's going on? We back. Episode four. Man, I'm I'm so I'm so 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 excited to be back tonight. Um, I am your host Keith, and yeah, man, I, we we back. Episode four, man. I'm so excited. I've been waiting for this all week. Ah, uh, man. I what can I say, man? This is my this is my release therapy or my talk therapy without talking to anybody. Like this is just me and my thoughts, and sometime co-host, my wife, as y'all seen on last episode. If you tuned in, um, about that episode, man, um, the feedback was awesome, man. I once again I appreciate everybody who tuned in and you know let me know how they felt about it. Uh, that was really really interesting. I would say, you know, me and my wife sharing our story. And not being afraid to share our story, you know, sharing it with, I mean, I guess I, I guess I can say the world. I mean, I don't know how many people in the world is listening. Obviously, not a not uh, not a lot yet. Hopefully, we get more. But you know, we would just, we just wanted to tell our truth and talk about our struggles in our relationship and put it out there in the world, man. Because I'm pretty sure there's I don't know the number is a lot of couples that's not even married but just couples in general that's probably going through the same situation and you know we just wanted to put it out there man but uh yeah that the feedback was awesome the feedback was like super awesome so thank everybody it was pretty 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 awesome man excuse me i had a little cough there but once again i ain't editing but if you hear me cough, sorry. Been dealing with a little, little, little cough, but it's all good though. But yeah, man, the feedback was awesome, and yeah, man, I'm so excited to be back, man, tonight. Um, it's just, it's amazing that I, I guess I'm continuing on this journey, man. Because sometimes, knowing me, I overthink something and thinking it's not working out, man, and stop. Be like, ah, that ain't working out for me. Let me stop. I don't. It's not working out for me. And I stop. But man, something about this, man, that I really love doing, sharing my thoughts and possibly, you know, helping an individual out that's probably going through the same thing or something similar to what I'm going through or that's afraid to talk about it and, you know, let it out. And, you know, they can see this or hear this well not see it but hear it and be like you know what it's it's okay to express the way i feel and my feelings and it's important as i always stress and you always gonna hear me stress this it's very important to at least try to express your feelings man tell people what you're feeling or tell somebody that you trust or a loved one how you feeling man it does it does a whole lot, trust me. And man, I'm I have passion for this, you guys. I have I have a passion for I feel it in my body. Like I'm constantly thinking, man, I have so much content to talk about. Like I have to keep myself from releasing an episode every single night because I have so much that I want to talk about on this subject of mental health, anxiety, depression, PTSD. Bipolar, all this, all this stuff, man. I have multiple, multiple episodes, man. I, I gotta 
I had to keep that and like spread that out. You know what I mean? Because man, I can do like a five hour podcast right now, but I won't do that. I'll save them and you know, but yeah, man, it's just, I'm very passionate. I found, I, I think I found something I like doing. Well, I know it like, cause I just, I feel something, a connection with me and I don't know my audience. Yeah. My audience, whoever that may be, we're growing, we building, but yeah, man, I, I'm enjoying this. And this episode four, I, man, I kept on just thinking to myself, man, what what do I want to do with this episode? And I promised y'all that I was going to talk about myself and my struggles, which if you tuned in since the first episode, which is the intro, kind of short, but I kind of tell you guys what I've been dealing with and what I've been struggling with, even with the episode, my last episode three, I kind of dived in, me and my wife kind of dived into, you know, the struggles that I've been dealing with, but I kind of wanted to dive in, like deep dive in, like from the beginning, from when I was a a little boy, you know, kind of. Dive, dive into that and talk about that. And uh, I've been thinking all, all week about it. And I think it's very important to kind of share that with you guys. So y'all get a better feeling of who I am. I mean, obviously, y'all know I have anxiety. It's something I've been dealing with all my life for a very, very long time. But I wanted to go back. And I think it's good for me, too. But... I think it's good for other people too to kind of go back into the the memory and try to figure out when all of this started really really affecting you in life or causing a little stress in, stress in life or you know making life a little bit difficult. So for me, I just I feel like it's just right that I try to go back to the beginning and walk you guys through my darkest, darkest days or darkest moments and, you know, share that with you guys, my audience. So yeah, man, let's, let's get into it. Um, let's see, man. I, I have a crazy history with this, this thing call anxiety that's what we're gonna the thing that's what we're gonna call it this thing but uh i mean i can remember just jumping right into it i can just remember being a little boy man just eight nine years old like feeling a certain way that was well i don't even know if it was normal i was eight or nine so i couldn't tell if it was normal or not I, i i i didn't know but um I, I mean, I share an example with you that I can think of that was like, okay, probably that was a little anxiety, a little creeping up on me. Let's let's say, for instance, I can remember my mother like going to the mailbox, the P, or well, the PO box. She always kept a PO box for some odd reason, but you know, she would run off to the PO box, and you know, I, I would stay home with my stepfather, with my stepdad, and he he might be asleep or something like that, so. You know, being eight years old, you know, your stepfather sleep, your mom gone, you know, you 
probably should be doing eight-year-old stuff, doing stuff you ain't supposed to do. I mean, or I don't know. But I always caught myself, like, looking out the window, like, wondering to myself, like, man, this might sound kind of crazy, but this is how I was thinking. Like, worrying about, I I would say, my mom's safety, my mother's safety. Like, okay, she's going... Is she ever going? Is she going to make it back? Is something going to happen to her? Like, I'm looking out the window, waiting for her to pull back in the driveway, because I'm I'm feeling some type of way. Like I'm I'm very worried about her, and I I don't know if that's normal or not at that age. I mean, I don't know, but I always let me let me the, the peel box was like five minutes away, so it was like a really quick trip, but. In my eyes, it was like forever, and I just wanted to make sure she made it back safe, so I was worried about her safety. I'm eight. I should be just running around the house, getting stuff, but I'm not doing that. I'm right there at the window waiting for her to pull back up so I could feel better. And at that age, we don't know what that is. I didn't. You know, it's just I just know I always was worrying about every single thing, but I I didn't know what it was. So, just moving on in life, as I continued to get older, I always was cautious. I was always a very cautious kid. I talked a lot, though. I mean, I talked a whole hell of a lot, but I always was very cautious. Like, I would think about things before I did them. Like, I would, I don't know, assess the situation, I don't know, like. The pros and cons of situations <laughs> like my cousins or whatever want to ride off across town or whatever. I'm thinking about every single scenario that can happen if we ride our bikes across town. Like, OK, either A, this can happen. B, this can happen. C, this can happen. And <laughs> they just want to go. You know, they just, yo, let's get on our bikes, man. Let's go. And I'm just like, well, should we really do that? Because this and this and this may happen. I'm worried about something happening. I'm just super anxious. Like, I don't think we should do this. I'm nervous about doing this. At 9 and 10 years old, I should just be having fun, right? But I I was having fun, but at the same time, I just was always thinking. Like, probably overthinking. Didn't know what that was. And moving forward into my teen years, I think that's when I started to, well, well, I guess my anxiety probably, it got, it got worse. I didn't notice it. I mean, I noticed it, but I didn't know what it was. It got way worse. So you got to think about it. So I'm now I'm, I'm going from elementary school to junior high school. Now I'm with all walks of life like I mean I don't I mean I don't know it's just I was a very nervous kid man I remember going to school and just always worrying that something was going to happen to me like at school weird as it may seem I always thought that Something bad was going to happen at school. 
You know, I'm worrying about. <laughs> I mean, I get. I guess the typical teenage worries, man. Am I looking okay? Am I dressed okay? My shoes fly. It's my clothes fly. You know, that. I mean, that's probably a typical teenage worry. But I was. I, I was going beyond that and worrying about other things like just let's say am I gonna get in a fight today (laughs) like what am I worried about getting in a fight today for I'm not I don't have any enemies really I didn't have any enemies but I'm thinking about am I gonna get in a fight today somebody gonna say something to me out the way and you know and I started to notice myself like in crowds for some odd reason um I didn't feel too comfortable being in crowds. It's crazy to me, but like if if I was around my peers, like the people I hung out with, I was okay. Like the people I grew up with or ran around the neighborhood with or just was around me on a day-to-day basis, I was okay at being being around them, but I noticed that like when I got into like junior high school and you know you go into uh the football game and you know afterwards you know it might be like a a little dance party or whatever I, I started to notice myself like when I got in that crowd with people I wasn't too familiar with or haven't really talked to I started to just get a little bit like um just I don't know I just I, I kind of faded back to the back like I didn't like people really looking at me or talking to me or i I felt like I couldn't, I didn't know how to talk to people, you know, or I was too nervous to talk to people. I just didn't feel right. It didn't feel good to me. I just, I always wanted to leave early, you know, which is kind of crazy to me because I feel like I spent a lot of those years just like either trapped in the house or on the basketball court. That that was my sanctuary. Basketball was the one thing that I could turn to that I loved doing, and I wanted to do it all the time. So that's that's what I did. But when it came to like going to like school dances or parties or something like that, I just was very. I don't know. I don't want to say socially awkward, but I just didn't like the. I don't know. I didn't like to talk a lot in those situations or I just, I'd be kind of standing on a wall. Yeah, there we go. Standing on a wall, just, you know, trying to stay to myself. I didn't know how to act around everybody. So that that was the beginning of like some (laughs) very dark times for me, man, that I never shared with my parents, you know, my mom, my real dad. Or my stepdad. Like I didn't share those feelings with them. I just kind of kept it to myself. But as I grew, you know, or I got older and, you know, transitioned into high school. High school was a whole totally different thing, man. That was, man, high school was, man, awesome. I mean, I mean, I, I would think all my friends would, you know, they probably, just like me, I had no clue that I was, like, freaking nervous around everybody and 
fumbled my words a lot because I didn't know what to say in big crowds or whatever it may be. But um, yeah, it was it it was crazy. Um, let me think, man. Um, let's fast forward to when I really went through some dark 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 times in high school at the age of seventeen. At the age of seventeen is when it got really bad. Like I actually like I got my diagnosis. If you can call it that back then, like at 17, but leading up to that, everything, I mean, like I, I like I said, I, I was going through at the time I thought it was just normal, just nervousness being in crowds or being around people or worrying too much about shit stuff that I shouldn't worry about. But anyways, at the age of 17, man, I had, I remember my mom making me a doctor's appointment. And for some odd reason, I always, I didn't like doctors, nobody do, but this particular visit was very traumatic for me. And it's because the doctor, you know, I'm going into for a routine, a routine sports physical or whatever it may be so I could play basketball. But during the physical, the doctor Inform my mother that I may have a well, I may have a heart murmur. So instantly, being the person that I am, I fucking freak out. Like, what? I got my heart. What's wrong with my heart? What the you know, what I got heart problems or whatever. So, you know, he informs my mind I might have a heart heart murmur and I gotta go through all these tests before I could play basketball and you know, make sure that I'm healthy enough to play basketball. So now now I got this in my head. Like I'm, we leave the doctor's office. I'm like, I don't even know what a heart murmur is. You know, I'm, I'm thinking I'm about to die or it's something that can potentially kill me. That's what I'm thinking in my head. And I think I went about a whole week. If I can think back, man, I went about a whole week just thinking to myself, like, oh my God, it's over. Like, Something's wrong with my heart, and it scared the hell out of me, man. I'm going to be frank with you, man, especially trying to take all the tests, all the things they had to hook me up to and heart monitors and check me, man. Something like that for a 17-year-old, man, who thought he was healthy all his well, physically thought he was healthy all his life. That was very traumatic for me, and it, it, it affected me like super, super bad. Because even after I got, even even after I went through all the tests, scared as hell, you know, I got a clean bill of health. I mean, I I still had the heart murmur, but the doctor informed me and my mom that oh he's fine, it's normal, it's gonna be okay, you know. So technically, I was okay to so I, to play, but I couldn't get it off my mind. And they say sometimes like. You might go through it. Well, I have read. You know, you you can sometimes you can go through a traumatic situation, and it can like start either you know your anxiety to get worse or PTSD or whatever. I don't know if I have PTSD. I don't. I'm not gonna say that. But anxiety wise, dude, I couldn't. I couldn't stop thinking about this damn heart murmur that I had, even though he told me I was going to be fine. I wasn't going to fall out playing basketball. I wasn't going to, you know, nothing was going to happen to me. But I'm out here at 17 years old trying to play basketball, 
but I can't concentrate because every freaking time I get on the court, I'm thinking something's wrong with my heart. I'm thinking I'm going to pass out. I'm thinking I might die on the court. It has happened. History has shown it has happened. So who's the hell to say it won't happen to me? That's what I'm thinking. Weird, but that's what I'm thinking. So it affected me so bad, man. It, it, I mean, it carried over into school. Like I couldn't concentrate in class. You know, I'm so worried about how. And this is when my my physical symptoms started. Like leading up to this, I always just had to worry. I, the worries or whatever. I really didn't experience no physical symptoms. But going into my junior year and all, you know, the heart murmur, everything, as I just explained, happened. I started to feel like these physical symptoms of anxiety, which I didn't know it was anxiety. So, you know, I'm nauseated. My heart's starting to beat. That's the one. My heart's starting to like palpitate like or just beat super fast or whatever it may be. And so I'm running back and forth to the nurse's office in school. Every freaking period, I'm running back to the nurse and asking the nurse like to check my heartbeat. Like, am I fine? Can you listen to my heart? Does it sound the same as it, it, it sounded two hours ago? And now she's probably looking at me like I'm crazy. Like, what's wrong with this kid? You know, like this kid is going crazy. And I tried to explain to her, you know, what, what I was, what had happened to me. So I was just always worried about it. And this continued to build. And I started to feel like just overwhelmed, man, going to class and I couldn't concentrate and I'm scared. So I actually started to not go to class. That makes sense. Like literally not go to school. Like around this time, my mom would drop me off at school and, you know, I I would, it looked like I went to school, but I. I hate to say it. I really didn't. I couldn't do it no more. You guys, I couldn't go up in there. Like I was so, I was so messed up and scared and and just thinking something was going to just happen to me in school that I couldn't even walk into place. So I would basically skip school unannounced to my mother. I shared it. I shared it with her years later, but she didn't know. But yeah, I couldn't go up in there. It, it got to a point where it was so bad that because I was at, I, at, going through it at school, I was even going through it even worse at home too. You know, I was constantly like yeah, my mom and my stepdad and even my, my real dad, like just calling him and telling him that I don't feel right. I feel like something happened to me. Um, I don't know what's going on with me. Like I'm. I don't think I was having panic attacks, but I was definitely in a full-fledged anxiety-stricken state of mind, if that makes sense, you guys. I don't I don't know. But I was fucked up, like bad. <laughs> like really fucked up. Sorry, my friends. Sorry about my friends, but I was I was messed up. Bad. You know? So it came to a point where my mom took me to the doctor, you know, she, she took me to the doctor and this is 2001. Yeah. 2001 or two, 2001 or 2002. I can't remember. Probably 2001, 
too. And the doctor, you know, I'm describing what I'm going through, scared as hell because I'm in front of him right now and describing what I go through. And then he, boom, pop. Oh, you have anxiety. I'm like, I have what? What is what is anxiety? And at that time, I don't know. I don't know if they knew a whole lot about it, but he was very like kind of vague with his description. You know, you just worry a lot. Basically is what he said. You worry a lot. I'm like, okay. So that that was the first time I had heard about anxiety. And that was my first official diagnosis with anxiety. And um, I think they tried to prescribe me some pills or whatever. And, um, you know, my mind went really into the pill game, you know. So I didn't take those pills. Well, I think I took... I think I took a couple to begin with, but it kind of altered my personality, really. I just was, shit, I sat on the couch or something. I, I don't know. I just, it, I wasn't myself, the old me or whatever. So, you know, we really didn't stick to the pills or whatever. But, I mean, it got, man, it got so bad that I literally, my mom literally took me out of school. Like, I couldn't go back to school. And this is what, my third trimester in, in my junior year. Luckily, the year before, you know, I took extra classes. You know, I took extra classes, which was a good thing. So my credits was okay. But I, I literally couldn't finish the, the end of my junior year. It was that damn bad, man. And Man, that summer was, it was a difficult ass. I tried to run away. I I don't know how the hell you run away from home to your dad's house, but I did some crazy runaway type stuff. But that's nor here nor there. But uh, yeah, that summer was rough for me, man. I just well that I would say that spring coming to getting out of school, you know, leaving school early and in the summertime was kind of rough for me. I was trying to find myself. I was trying to figure out who I what was going on with me and. I think the only reason I came out of that situation was through the game. And then, and if 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 you listen to me enough, hopefully you do, you understand that, man, I love basketball. Like, that's my shit. Like, I love it. And I think the reason I came out of that first one was because I literally stayed on the court like 24-7, scared and all. I'm still having these feelings of I might fall out on this damn court. I don't know. But when I was able to get on that between those lines, man, and get get that action going and go, I kind of let it go. If that make you know, after I the first couple minutes of thinking about something gonna happen to me, I kind of like after a while let it go. And I was I was I felt better. And I did that all summer. And that's the one thing I think brought me out of the, out of that. But moving forward, um, senior year, um, I didn't want to go back to the doctor to get a physical. I can remember this like yesterday. Like, I think, shit, they had to force me to go get a physical to play basketball because I wasn't. I was literally not going to play basketball my senior year because I didn't want to face the doctor again. Um, I didn't want to see his face. I didn't want him checking on me. I didn't want him touching me. I didn't want to. 
hear, hear shit he had to say to me, nothing that he had to say to me, none of that. Like, I was that fucking scared. I was, like, fearful of his ass. I didn't want to talk to him. But I had to go, you know. Uh, and that year was pretty cool, man. I, I feel like I had it under control. Even going into my, you know, later years, or not later years, shit, I was 18, 19 years old. But going into my 20s, man, I felt like everything was okay. Um, I didn't actually really feel a lot of anxiety. Um, I mean, my normal worries or whatever, you know, overthinking a lot of things. Uh, I, you know, in school, I was attending college or whatever. And um, I think that was my biggest stress was college, you know, trying to figure out what it, what in, what what I wanted to do in life. And so I think that was the biggest thing I was struggling with at that time. And uh, it, it was tough, man. You guys, I procrastinate. Oh, okay, what shit? Can I say procrastinated? I mean, but do I want to say procrastination? I don't know. I spent a lot of time. <laughs> I spent a lot of time in college. Like, yo, I went to college for like six years to get like a two year degree. But shit, I got something. I got something, you guys. I I have a degree. It's not a bachelor's, but it is an associate's degree. But it took me like five or six years to get it because I just was. Like, unsure what I wanted to do with my life. And I don't even know if anxiety has anything to do with that. But that was just me just being very um, unsure. Um, flip-flopping on what I wanted to do. But I felt like everything was those years. was kind of 21, 22 was kind of, I guess, okay. Um, but then I started to feel some type of way again out of the blue. Like, just straight out the blue, I started, like, <laughs> feeling weird as hell. Like, I'm having, like, these badass, like, moments. Like, anxious, like, something gonna happen to me moments again. Like, and worrying about everything in the world moments again. And I guess I turned to, uh, I don't want to say drinking because I, I I wasn't an alcoholic. That's not the correct way of saying it. But at that time, I started to kind of party a lot, if that makes sense. You know, I kind of suppressed my feelings or whatever. I started to go out a lot. Let's just say I started to go out a lot. Started to party a lot, man. And drinking probably... More than I should, if I could say that, you know, you 23, 24, 25 years old, it happens. So I didn't, I would drink a lot just to kind of not feel that, those feelings that I was feeling, you know. I didn't want to go through that stuff again. So, yeah, I kept myself occupied. And at the same time, I'm still playing basketball. You know, that was my outlet too. But I think when, when I was... 20, shit, 25, yeah, 25 years old, man, Um, I hit another dark moment in my life, man, my, my best friend in the universe passed away, which was my grandfather, 
Man, this guy was my best friend in the world. He was my everything. Like, when something was going wrong with me, or I had any questions, or just, shit, I just wanted to sit down. He was my go-to person, man. I love this dude with all my heart, man. Like, this was my guy. And he passed away, man, and it shook me to the core. Like, it, it took everything out of me, you guys. Like, and I... I was like devastated that I couldn't talk to him no more because I would go to him with a lot of my problems that I was going through. Grandpa, you know, that's I would, Grandpa, I'm going through this. And you just sit there and talk to me, man, and just give me game and just tell me, you know, son, it's going to be all pooter. He called me pooter. I guess I pooted a lot when I was younger. But uh, yeah, pooter, everything's going to be fine. You're going to be okay. You know, but uh, when he passed away, I kind of, I beat myself up a little bit, man, just because I would say about a week before he passed away, he called me out the blue. And I mean, he had cancer. So in the family, we all kind of knew that it was. I don't want to say terminal, but we knew it was bad. Everybody knew it was bad, but he didn't put on like it was bad. He went on like it was normal. But anyways, about a week before he, I would say about probably a week or a week and a half before he passed away, I remember him calling me and just out the blue, like just pooter, come take a ride with me to the to the grocery store. And it was like... I right, pops, you know I call him pops, grandpops. Like okay, I'll be over in a minute. And I remember that ride, man. It was man, it it was great first of all, but it was just kind of like weird. We talk about everything, but this particular ride was just like he was just kind of like he was like kind of different, you know. He's telling me. What he wanted me to do in life and what he hoped I do in life and how he was proud of me and how he loved me. And my grandpa, I mean, you guys don't know him. If any of you guys is listening to this podcast, know my grandfather, you know, he he was a hard loving person. He wouldn't even express his love for you, but he was awesome as hell. But he loved hard like he just tough love, I would guess. But. This particular moment, man, he, I could feel that he was like, yo, Pooter, I love you. I want you to do good. I want you to do better in life. I mean, this is the person that when I graduated college, yo, this is the first person I ran to was him because he couldn't attend my college graduation because he was sick, but I went right to him. But, you know, he was telling me he wanted me to do better. And I was like, you know, I'm taking it like it's just another conversation. Like, yeah, Grandpa, it's cool. Yeah, I got you. I got you. Got you. You know, not knowing that this was the the last ride we would ever take together. You know, so fast forward about a week later or two, three, about four or five days later, he's in the hospital with pneumonia. And, you know, I'm there. And, you know, the doctor, you know. Tells us, you know, he's not doing too good, basically. You know, he may not make it out the hospital was their way of saying it. And so it's like, what? Like, 
He ain't gonna make it out of the hospital. What you mean, Doc? Grandpa always make it out of the hospital. He good. And man, I <laughs> when I heard that, man, I broke down. I didn't know what to I didn't know what to say, but fast forward, man, he in the hospital. Um, it's not looking too good, but the night before he passed, and this this is why I kind of beat myself up and I kind of probably melted, well, I'm melted, but I went into another dark space, a dark part of my life. Was because the night before he passed away, I can remember that night or that evening sitting there in the room with him. And uh I think they they was gonna let him come home, but like hospice care or whatever, but at it, the comfort of his home. So he was actually gonna go home, but the the next morning he was due to go home. You know, to start hospice care or whatever it may be. But I remember sitting there, just me. Just me. Grandmother, my mom, everybody else had left. They had something to do, but it was just me. And we're me and him, we're talking or whatever. And I remember I had to go do something. And I, you know, I was like, Grandpa, um, I'ma be back. I'm gonna be back later on tonight. That was my intentions. I'm gonna be back later on tonight, okay? And you know, he was like, You sure, Pooter? You gonna be back? I said, Yeah, Grandpa, don't worry, I'll be back. I'll be back, I right? No, I love you, no nothing. I'll be back, Grandpa. But I I never made it back. I could <laughs> what I beat myself up for Whatever I had to do, all I know is I had to pass the hospital again on my way home. And I remember passing the hospital like, ah, uh, man, I'm going to let him get some rest, man. He's going to be home in the morning. So I'm going to talk to him in the morning. So I ain't going to stop by. I'm going to just see him in the morning. And morning never came. I can just remember my mom, you know, telling me like 2.23 in the morning, man. I can't forget that, that, that time, man. 2.23 in the morning. If she didn't have to tell me, I knew <laughs> when she, you know, he gone. He did. He didn't make it, man. And yeah, from that moment, man, I beat myself down, yo. Like real talk, I beat myself down. Like I feel it in my core. I feel it in my soul right now. I'm speaking with y'all. That shit hurt. Like I still feel it to this day. You know, and I I fell into a dark spot, yo, because I blamed myself for not being there with him. You know, I I wasn't there. I wasn't there, so I I beat myself up because I feel like I let him down. Like I wasn't I wasn't there because I was his best friend and. He was my best friend. And I think around this time when that happened, I think it went beyond anxiety. And I think I had my first fight, my first battle with depression. Like that was depression. That was <laughs> that was anxiety and depression at one time. And I was I was in a dark spot, man. I felt bad for months, man. You know what I mean? I didn't want to do nothing. Life was bad for me. You feel me? It was bad. Cause I felt like I let him down. And if I don't know, I don't know if any of y'all out there know how that feel. 
when it, when you promised a person you'd be back and you never got to see him again, that hurt me. That hurt me big time, yo. So that's that was that was hard on me. And it took me a long time to get get away from that. <laughs> to kind of let that go. But once again, man, I turned to like partying and and drinking and like suppress I don't know, suppressing my feelings. I don't know. But I felt like if I was inebriated or whatever, I wouldn't feel I wouldn't feel shit. And my family didn't know this, man, because I'm not speaking to them. I'm holding it in. That that thing about holding it in, yes, I was holding it in. Like they didn't know what was going on with me. And at this time I had another child that was just born. I wasn't the best version of myself. I couldn't be the best father. And that's no excuse not to be the best father, but I was just fucked up all around, to be honest with you. But I fought that. And again, man, I came out of that somehow. I don't know. And started living life again, man. And shit. I mean, I think the next one was what I kind of, the next time I really hit a, a dark spot from that time I grew up, my grandfather passed away to the point of me. Going into my next, I don't even know what you call it. Man. I'm still learning this stuff, man. I don't even know. Dark, I keep saying dark moments, dark spots, uh, dark places. I don't know. It was shit 29-ish. But yeah, 29 is, man. And I, I tell me and my wife, we touched on it in a, because I was married then. That's when I had got married. That's when, you know, wife, kids, home, everything. I thought I had myself together. But uh, apparently not. Um, I do not know what in the hell caused that one. Um, I don't know. Um, like she said last podcast, if you tuned in, um, I re- just remember talking about getting myself in shape and shit and wanting to lose weight and feel healthier. And I started working out and um, shit, I lost like 10 pounds and like, and now I'm not eating a lot. I'm changing my diet. So when you change your diet and not eat as much and work out constantly, you're bound to lose weight. So this is what I did. I lost weight. But I noticed that I lost like 10 pounds so quick. And for some odd reason, it freaked me out. Don't know why. have no clue. Don't ask me why. Don't know why it freaked me out. But it did. I'm fucked up once again. I'm thinking I got like cancer. I'm thinking I got like diabetes. Like why I do not know, I can't go to work, or if I'm if I'm at work, I'm like not the best version of myself. I can't talk to nobody. I can't eat now. I can't sleep now. I can't do nothing now. Like I was a mess, and that was. <sighs> I thought that was a very low point. Um, where well, it was, but. Um, I worked it out. I worked it out in time. Took me a couple months, you know. Took me a couple months. Lost weight. Googled so, and man, this is when I knew. 
This is when the internet fucked me up. It's, Google will have you thinking you're dead. <laughs> like, you Google something, you Google a symptom. Shit, Google will have you thinking like, yo, I'm not going to make it past tomorrow. So I'm Googling every symptom that I'm having. I'm having chest pains. I'm having my stomach hurt. Um, I'm nauseous. Or I'm having headaches. Or I'm dizzy. I'm this. I'm that. I have cancer. I have diabetes. I have heart disease. What in the hell is going on? At the same time, I'm around like friends and family, like holding it in, like nothing's wrong with me. Like, well, my wife and kids know something wrong with me, but, and my mom and my dad, you know, my immediate core family know what's up, but like friends and other extended family didn't know I'm holding it in. I'm looking like everything is okay, but it's not, it's not, I'm messed up again. Like again, it's like the third time now, like I'm. Really messed up. And I went to the hospital. That's when I ran to the hospital. And, you know, they, once again, they seen my little history and like, oh, you suffer from anxiety. And like, yeah. And I still didn't go get help. Like, help was not on my mind. Like, I'm not going to get help. I don't need a doctor to tell me anything. I don't need to talk to nobody. Man, I can beat this again like I did before. And for the most part, I got out of that situation and still had my little bouts with anxiety here and there. You know, the worry them. I mean, worry them. That's not even a word, but shit. Well, sorry. But the, the worries that I was having, my normal worries and overthinking so much stuff and being very cautious. I, I had that a lot. And um, six months ago, man, I would say was the lowest of my life. The lowest. The lowest of a, the lowest, like I, yeah, I hit a low low point in my life. Uh, some of you guys heard about it, if you you know you listened, but for you guys that had that they ain't listened before, I mean I'll share it with you. Um, prior to that, about a year prior to that, I started to like. Feel something was going wrong with me again. Um, constantly worrying. Now this time I got more worries though. You know, you got bills, you got family, you got to feed. You I mean you got to feed your kids. You got to keep clothes on their back. You got to keep a roof over their head. So I got those normal stressors, like you know, in my life. But at the same time, man, I'm like starting to like question my where I'm at in life. Yeah, where I'm at in life. I started to like, man, why, why? Why am I working in a factory? Like, why the hell did I end up here? How did I end up here? So now I'm starting to like beat myself up for being where I was at career-wise, right? Career-wise, I'm like, I shouldn't be here. Why am I doing this to myself? Like, how did I end up here? Now I'm starting to feel like a failure. Like I didn't make it in life, right? Not being grateful for, you know, having a roof over my kids and my wife and kids head, having food on the table, clothes on their back. I'm not being grateful for that. I'm just thinking about all the things I don't have and what I should have been doing. So now I'm kind now I'm in that cycle. Now I'm feeling bad about myself. I'm starting to kill myself. Like, oh my God, I'm terrible. I'm not doing what I'm supposed to do, you know. And work became it's just about a year ago, I would say, well, a year and a half ago, year and a half ago, 
work became like stressful as hell for me. Like I couldn't, like I'm at work and I got to like take 15 bathroom breaks just to kind of like get my mind right because I'm shortness of breath at work and dizzy at work and just like all the classic anxiety symptoms I'm like dealing with. And it's like, wow, dude, like here we go again. Like, and I felt my body like feeling weird, but I fought it and I covered it up. I came home, tried to put a smile on my face. And just like keep it all in. But at the same time, I was affecting my relationship with my wife as I shared that before. And six months ago, man, it really like it all like just came to like a, I don't know, screeching halt. I don't even know what to say, man. I freaked out, dude. Like she left for like a week or half a week. I don't know. I can't remember what week. She went out of town, so... I like was in a full fledged like anxiety stricken, stricken, stricken state of mind, man. I couldn't eat, sleep. I was paranoid. I was feeling like I wasn't here. I feel like I wake up, but I wasn't in my body. That's weird as fuck, man. Like that's weird. But and I got the kids. Like the kids is with me, so I'm I'm sitting there fronting on the phone with my wife. Like oh great, like everything's good. I got the kids where. Everything's taken care of. Don't worry about it. I can't wait till you get home. Meantime, I hang up the phone and then I'm laying on. The, I'm laying in the bed. I'm laying in the bed. I can't breathe. I can't eat. Can't sleep. Can't do. I ain't sleep for like four days straight, and just body was shaking, uncontrolled. Like I couldn't. I couldn't control my body, man. Like that was the first. That was weird as hell to me. I never had the shakes, but this time I did. And when she got home. If you tuned in before, but I said again, man, everything kind of hit the fan. It was like bad, man. I wake up in the middle of the night. If I did go to sleep with like sweats, I'm sweating and shaking and and just all out, just thinking something about to happen to me again. And just the lowest of the low, man. I had never been this low in my life. Never. I was I was done, dude. I was I thought it was the end. I'm thinking I got everything under the sun, man. Went back to the hospital. But this time, after I left the hospital, I actually I got a little serious about it. You know, I wouldn't go back to the doctor. But this time I was like, uh, let me go try to see what's going on with myself a little further. Like, let's investigate a little further. So, I, you know, I went back to the, the actual doctor, not the hospital, but the actual doctor. And, you know, I started describing my symptoms once again, telling them what I'm going through. And at this time, and I'm, dude, I'm bad like I'm I'm at work like playing like I'm good people think I'm good like I wasn't like I was like not great at all my dad my family I couldn't be around I I could be around them but at the same time I didn't want to talk about it I just was like fronting like everything was cool but my wife knew I wasn't cool obviously it was a lot going on at home my kids knew I wasn't okay that was a big one my kids knew I wasn't okay that was big but um, went to the doctor and you know they reevaluated, and I'm not scared to say it, man, because but they reevaluated, you know, and I got the term generalized anxiety, like I yeah, shit, 17 years, <laughs> it you know it's all these different forms of anxiety, you know this this mine's was diagnosed as generalized anxiety, which I worry. Let me put it in like 
real simple terms, I worry about every damn thing. Okay, everything I worry about. And I knew from that moment on, I was like, okay, I got to get myself together, you guys. Like, I have to. Like, I have to start with myself in order to make anybody happy. And it's it, it was hard, man. The last six months been very hard. I would say the last two months, though, I started to feel more like myself because I'm I'm accepting of it. Like, I'm not fighting against it. I'm actually, like, trying to educate myself on it and trying to learn how to get myself better. And maintain it and so I can live my normal life and be the person that I know I can be because I know I'm the shit and I know I can do things. And I know there's something better for me out there, but I just got to be the best version of myself to get it. And so, yeah, man, I start educating myself, man, on what I got to do. Man, how how do I maintain this? And trust me, you guys, like I'm not sitting here today and tell you guys I'm 100 percent like, OK, because I'm not because I struggle every day still with it. But uh, like, I mean, exercise, I still need to do that. Eat right. I still need to do that. I don't do those things. I probably should. But I'm more. Well, for a while, let me let me say this. Even after my visit and, you know. Them telling me I probably need to see a therapist or whatever it may be. I still want to do that one day in life. <laughs> like, if you see a therapist, more power to you. Yo, I'm going to go down that road. Like, going to make it happen. Swear to God, I will. That's my goal. But, you know, I haven't did that yet. But, and I wasn't into the medicine. Like, I wasn't into the, and if, if you are, let me say that if you are and it helps you out, do it. Like, I'm not telling you not to do it. If it's helped you out, like, please do it. Like make sure you're taking care of yourself. Whatever works for you, do it so you can be the best version of yourself. But for me, it just wasn't the way I wanted to be. I tried them, you know, they gave me, you know, the medicine. I just it wasn't for me. Like I didn't like the way it made me feel. It actually made me feel kind of worse. So I was just like, man, maybe I, let me let me try to do this on my own. And it's gonna be harder, but man, I'm researching things and this podcast, this podcast. It's only been like a week and a half or two weeks, man, but it makes me feel like phenomenal. It makes me feel great to share my story and be able to talk to people, people who can relate to me, people that's like me, people who's going through what I've been through. I love it. Like, this does something to me. You know what I'm saying? Like, me talking about I beat myself up. Like, man, what I'm supposed to be doing in life, man, man, some feel like I, I found a purpose, man. Trust me, I done had 17 different careers in the last two years, man. I'd have been an HVAC technician. I wanted to be a plumber. I wanted to be a freaking travel agent. And I couldn't figure out what the hell I wanted to do with myself. Dude, I didn't show freaking wig hats, which it's long stories, a hat with hair attached to it. I want to be an entrepreneur. I want to do so much, you know, but I always talk myself out of it. But for some odd reason with this right here, with this podcast, I love it. I love it, man. But yeah, man, but that's me, man. I'm on a journey, you guys. I'm on a journey. So this is where we at right now. That's a little bit about me. All right. We got that out of the way. And I'm so happy we got that out of the way. And um, I'm going to wrap it up, man, because I've been going for like an hour and I normally don't do that. But yeah, man, that's that's me. Um, Once again, I think. Thank everybody for tuning in, man. Uh, 
man, like and subscribe to the to, to the podcast, man. Comment, man. Um, I'm a, like I said, I'm gonna wrap it up because I've been going for a minute. But yeah, man, like and subscribe to the podcast, man. Uh, if you got any questions, please, please, please email me at anxiety about anxiety at gmail.com. And I really, really want to know what's on your mind out there, man. I want people to share their story with me so we can build and we can talk. Um, I got a lot of interesting content coming up, man. I got to keep it to myself right now because, man, I can let it go right now. But uh, next next episode, man, we're going to talk about social media. Yeah. Social media and the effects it has on our mental health, man. That shit is crazy. But yeah, man, that's like I said, that's a little bit about Keith. Um, yeah, man, that's my history, man. I appreciate y'all tuning in with me, man. But I'm gonna let it go. So, uh, anxious world, man. I appreciate all the love, man. Keep being with me. Um, keep tuning in. Tell your friend to tell a friend to tell a friend about me, man. Um. This is my purpose, man. This is my purpose. My purpose is to help the people out there like me or the people that's out there that don't want to talk about it. This is my purpose, you guys. I'm doing this for y'all. Okay? I'm doing this for y'all. Until next until next episode, man. I'm I'm planning on probably dropping two episodes this weekend. I probably shouldn't. I probably should keep it to myself, but I got to let some of it go. So, yeah, man, keep tuning in. Um, I thank you, Anxious World. And, yeah, that's your boy, Keith, man. I'm out, man. Appreciate everybody out there, man. One love.